Listeners, welcome back to another episode of Titanic Minute, your daily podcast where we discuss the movie Titanic minute by minute. I'm your co-host Rob and joined as always by my good friends Joe and Duff. Hello listeners and co-hosts. I'm ready to count down the top 40 songs of the week. All right. <laughs> Drake is probably number one. Uh, in this minute, Molly Brown is the only one who cares. So Molly asks all the girls to grab an oar. And let's go, right? And wants to wants to go back, and sort of like looks around. Is like anyone with me? How many like, oars? How many oars does each boat have? I think two. So she really needs only one person to step up. That's true. She just needs one helper to help her out on this. Um, and and there's that one woman who's sort of crying, and then catatonic Ruth. Just like <laughs> putting her, literally putting her hands over her ears. Yeah. Essentially like, I guess everyone I know is dead and I'm bad. That's, that's that look. Um, I, I, I actually, you know, I do feel like at this moment it's taken a long time, but I feel like Ruth has finally realized like, man, I made some bad mistakes. moms. It's bad weird how you mom. get into a boat with a bunch of incredibly wealthy people uh, who have been stepping over people their entire lives to get ahead, and then here they are with a position in a position to help, and they don't. Super weird. <laughs> yeah, no one helps. Just that one woman's crying in her witch hat, but she she doesn't grab it. Um, we have. Uh, I want to talk about this guy who who wants none of it. Robert Hitchens. I mentioned him earlier. We we've sort of all agreed that. Uh, he's not wrong, right? That the boat would get swamped. There's 1,500 people swimming around in the water like crazy. Now, if they did the karaoke style contest, that's true. That's true. They could have just thrown out song titles. Um, fun fact about Robert Hitchens: in the 1920s, he purchased a motorboat from a man named Harry <laughs> Henley. Okay. Harry Henley. Uh, remember like that name? Kind of like folk song. <laughs> remember that name? <laughs> Harry Henley. The Ballad of Harry Henley. Uh, it's it, Don Henley's great-grandfather. Yep. <laughs> in 1931, his wife and children left him. Okay. In 1933... The podcast he was, was Creed. He was <laughs> jailed for attempting to murder Harry Henley, the guy who he bought the boat from. <laughs> Did the boat malfunction? I have no idea why, like... 10 years later or five to 10 years later, he tried to murder this guy, but he got thrown in jail. I, I would like to think that, you know, a couple years into it, the boat broke. He's like, Oh, Harry Henley, I'm going to get you. <sighs> I done got, got Harry Henley sold me this, this stiff of a boat. Uh, this, uh, this Palooka boat. He sold me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know we have that's that's the Hitchens guy here. He's not a, not a good dude, um, but he's not wrong, right? Like sort of sort of that. So no one gets up, no one says anything, and then you're not you're not wrong, Walter. Yeah, you're just. But then I will say this line that Hutchins says does make me laugh, and always makes me laugh when he says. So essentially, uh, Molly Brown's like, I don't understand a one of you. 
you know, what's the matter of, you know, your, your men out there, there's plenty of room for more. And Hutchins says, and there will be room for more if you don't shut that hole in your face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine someone from that era speaking that way. Oh, it's... Uh, like, in, in, sh- I don't... Okay. Well, he... It's a good point, Joe. Uh, he, Hitchens, never did say that, but it apparently was spoken by a steward in Lifeboat 8. So someone did, in that situation, tell some lady or man to shut that hole in their face. Hmm. <laughs> Authentic dialogue. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, and then this minute ends with the, with the other lifeboats. And they're, you know, we just do the beginning as their... their Boat transfer. Tie, yeah, tying their boats together. We got Ruth. She's covering up her ears. Do you guys use earplugs at concerts ever? No. No, I probably should. I, I've started to, and it improves it. I don't go to a ton of super loud concerts anymore. Like, I don't go to a ton of... Uh, I guess I saw Ryan Adams last fall. That was a rock show, and I didn't use earplugs. And I don't remember having ringing in my ears. Sure. I remember, I remember like going to see like Metallica at the Target Center, and just my ears rang for days. I'm sure yeah. I caused some permanent damage there. Probably, probably. And Joe, you said you don't. No. Okay. Do you look down at people who do? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, with that. Do you guys have anything else on this minute? No. Tell no. us about a wreck. Uh, are you saying that you want to hear about uh, Sam Kinison's wreck of the week? Yes, I do. Let's hear it. All right. I actually, uh, this is all for Duff. And I know I say that all the time, but it's uh, like that 90s song. It's it's all for you. <laughs> and actually, I just thought of that, so I don't remember who sang that song. Sister Hazel. Wonder if right. I'll always be with you. Okay, sorry. Uh, so this. I uh, like that song. It's all right. I don't, mm. I don't have a strong opinion either way. Not an all timer, but. It's no, right. not an all timer. Go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. Okay. So uh, I wanted to pick something with a short story this time because i feel like i pick wrecks that are too complicated so i just want to get something short sweet and haunted for duff mm. yeah here Sounds we go like one night with duff <laughs> 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 it's it's like either a night with duff or a nine inch nails album <laughs> uh in case listeners haven't picked up in addition to cryptids basically any time someone goes on vacation I want to know if there's a haunted story about it. Mm-hmm. This is true. Okay, so here's my only regret from my uh, shoddy research is I did not, and I actually did try, but not. I just didn't put enough effort into it to find out exactly how this uh, ship is pronounced, the name of it. So I apologize if I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. It's right to all the survivors. Uh, well, <laughs> none of them are left. Oh, okay. But uh, if uh, if anyone gets mad at me about that, like well, obviously, you've already gotten mad at Rob a million times, so you're probably exhausted from being mad about that. Mm-hmm. Can mad we go you. back in time to the 19th century? Okay, let's do it. Let's go to the afternoon of March 24th, 1878. Okay. 
Are you there? Let's do it. We're off uh, the coast. Yep. We're off the. Uh, we're just what southeast coast? southeast of the Isle of Wight. Okay, oh. so we're really we're we saw the we saw the who. Uh, we yeah exactly. <laughs> we are in a live who uh, concert right now, and uh, the HMS Eurydice is returning from a training cruise. So this is a training vessel. Um, it is non-military. A, I uh, well no it, it is a ship that's designed to train uh men of the navy to be able to use the ship to be able to use these sailing ships okay okay and they sailed to the west indies 300 men on board and then they're on their way back to uh the the united kingdom and they are off the isle of wight on their way back in and tragedy strikes as you might imagine right yeah. All, a blinding snowstorm just comes out of nowhere off the land. It catches the the captain and all the crewmen completely off guard. So this is one of those like uh, blizzards that just seems to appear out of thin air. And in less than 10 minutes, the storm was gone. And in that time, the ship was completely turned around, tipped, and sank. All but two people died. Mm, out of the 300 people on board there's a lot of mystery around the ship two things make uh have people a little bit baffled one the sails were never brought up so they never brought up their sails the sails were uh open fully so all the wind from this blizzard was totally tossing the ship around one two all of the gun ports were were open Mm. so all of the ports uh, through which the cannons would shoot through are open, and A, no one knows why they were open in the first place. Why would you be sailing with them open? B, why weren't they closed as soon as they saw trouble approaching? So the two survivors said that regarding the sails, uh, the snow was so thick and came upon them so quickly that they couldn't see anything. They were just totally blinded by the blizzard, and they couldn't uh, bring the sails up. So that that and that seems like a reasonable explanation, right? Yeah, I, I'll buy it. I, I don't know enough about sailing, but it seems plausible. Yeah, I mean, because you got to climb up there. I mean, you've you've seen the terror, Duff. Yes. So you, <laughs> so you know, like that that makes sense to me. But no, no one has any idea why the gun ports were open. That, that I think, is super weird. Yeah. So the ship is just completely, like, tossed around and then uh, goes under because be, as it's twisted around, water pours through the gun ports and it sinks. And it is in pretty shallow water. So after the snowstorm passes, uh, people from the shore see it, and all they can see is the masts and the sails above the water, and the rest of the ship is under and they sent ships in, but most of the crew members either drowned inside the ship or froze to death in the water waiting for rescue. They rescued five people, but only two survived until they could get, by the time they got on land and got everyone some medical care. Okay. Here's where things get a little weird, guys. Yeah. Okay, so the final death toll, 364 men. And uh, after that, they stopped making it mandatory that officers are trained to uh, man sailing ships. So that was the last last time where they're like off naval officers in the British Navy have to learn how to 
uh, command sailing ships. Okay. Which is kind of like a, a nod to like, all right, the Industrial Revolution is one over, so yep. this, this thing is done. Here's where things get weird. So over the next uh, century, basically, there's these moments where people around that area see this ship sailing. What? Uh, there's three good stories. One, the afternoon it sank, the Bishop of Riffin was dining, dining with his friend in Windsor, so not even within sight of it, when he just, all of a sudden, one of the guests at this dinner just screams out, good heavens, why don't they close the portholes and reef the sails? When someone's like, what are you talking about? He was just like, I, I don't know. I just And it just like came out of his lips compulsively hmm. with no explanation. Huh. But he said he had had a vision of a ship coming up the channel under full sail with the gun ports open while a great black squall attacked her. So he had this vision of a ship unprepared for it being overtaken by a storm the very afternoon he the ship sank. possessed. Indeed. So in subsequent years, there's been tons and tons of stories of people seeing this ship sort of like sailing in this area and then vanishing. But two stories I thought were really cool. Let's go to the 1930s. A submarine is sailing through this area. And all of a sudden, the captain orders a, a sharp turn, evasive action, because a full-rigged ship right in the spot where the ship sank is sailing through, and the submarine is about to crash into it. They mm-hmm. turn sharply, as sharply as they can. And as they're taking evasive maneuvers, all of a sudden the ship vanishes. That's spooky. I like it. Let's hop, drop ahead 68 more years. Prince Edward, the Earl of Wessex. Uh, he was filming a TV series on the Isle of Wight, and all of a sudden he said he saw this ship. Uh, he There's uh, all kinds of people that they were filming the TV show. They filmed this phantom ship. All of them, everyone that was there insists that they saw it. But when they came back on and they tried to watch the video footage, the tape got tangled up in the player and they were unable to watch it. Convenient. Okay, so number one, uh, seafaring ghosts are the scariest of ghosts to me. Um, I don't know why. Just something about being... You know, because if you're a ghost, don't I think you have to basically hang out where you were? So they're basically cursed to roam the sea. So that's pretty spooky. And you don't uh, really want to trust a ship that's, you know, just only has a, a really a skeleton staff going. Uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, uh, some other fun facts: uh, the captain, Captain Hare, uh, got down on his knees, clasped his his hands in prayer. And told all of his, uh, all the men to save themselves. And then, as he was in, he, on his knees in prayer, while the ship slowly sank down into the sea. Another one uh, on the shore on a cliff, a young Winston Churchill supposedly witnessed the sinking of the ship. Hmm. Hmm. Did he mention uh, this ever in his life? Or I would imagine that's how we know that. So, so yes but i thought maybe someone was with them but um, i i'll admit i didn't 
dig that far deep into it. But uh, you can see but, the the ship was uh, brought back up, but it, they n- never actually like tried to sail it again. But you can find the ship's bell in St. Paul's Church uh, in Gatton, Shanklin. Um, okay. And there's also a memorial at Christ Church. I know the there's Broadway a... Sand down. Here's a question. There's actually lots of different parts of it scattered around in memorials. Here's a question I'll pose as just a general question. Uh, the idea of retrieving the bells from ships. Some controversy about that. What do you guys think? What's the controversy? Yeah, I, I don't that, know this controversy. Well, some people think that it's like grave robbing. Others think that it's kind of, it's honoring the memory. Some people I mean, think, they're not using the bell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have any problem with this. <laughs> All right. Decisive answer from Rob. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, well, Rob, okay, can you see the counter-argument to it? Like, what? why do you think it bothers people? Why do you think they're wrong? I Like, a watery grave is no grave, right? So, like, mm. it, you know, if, if someone, like, marks up, you know, a gravestone or something, that's bad. Don't do that. Someone, like, that's a place that someone has chosen as a resting spot. But, like, if you're in a boat that sinks... You know, whatever you want to do to that boat's fine. Like, <laughs> it's not a grave anymore. That's just well, like somewhere okay. something bad happened at. For the sake of argument, may yeah. I? Then this might make you mad, and I understand it may be interpreted as being ridiculous. I, I right now I don't think it is, but it very well may be. I'm just I'm shooting from the hip here. Okay. If a plane crashes, yeah, and like wherever it goes down. So you would say like the like sort of the same logic that yeah, like move in. I guess I would agree with that. Okay, um, like I wouldn't be like don't put anything there ever because one time a plane hit it. We gotta leave that dead plane there. <laughs> we gotta leave that plane there. Don't touch that plane. People died on that. Just keep it there in the middle of our cul-de-sac. Yeah, I I kind of guess I'm with you. Like it would be like the logic of like don't move anything from where a plane crashed. Like what's the difference? We don't do it with car crashes. We don't just leave wrecks on the side of the road. <laughs> like, like you well, have to get buried. You have to get buried at the across from the Wendy's where you got t-boned. Yeah, don't leave that there. Someone died there once. Duff, respond. Uh, I I see the argument, but I I I guess I don't. But I guess uh, I guess the argument would be the bell isn't. The, a person isn't a person's remains. No, and also so maybe bell, maybe as a memory of like that as that seagoing yeah, vessel it should go down where it, I will, usually I will the, say it would be really y- weird if after a car wreck that someone died in someone just ran in there and ripped the car horn out. <laughs> it's not quite the same thing. <laughs> I almost spit beer everywhere. Oh my god, that's uh, the funniest thing know, you've I'm, ever said. <laughs> Get the car horn to honor their memory. <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're gonna put it in the local chapel. I do know like, that it's not universal across the board. Like I know with the Edmund Fitzgerald, the the families wanted the bell taken and preserved in a museum. So I think people have differing opinions. I I think it's fine. I don't I don't have any loved one who died in a sea wreck, but yeah. uh, I'd be okay with it. There's like a church you walk into, and when you stand on the welcome mat, just a car horn plays. <laughs> just a Honda horn goes <laughs> off or something. <laughs> please retrieve oh, the tape. Uh, please retrieve the tape deck. 
How fun, how funny do you think it is that a member of the royal family supposedly saw this ghost ship? <laughs> it is funny. Uh, I mean, you're, uh, remember, uh, kind of similar. Uh, Jimmy Carter said he saw aliens. Hmm. On just a throw, farm? Just just throwing that out there. Jimmy Carter. I know. I don't know if he is anymore, but he was really into aliens. I could buy aliens. I can't buy ghosts. That's where I am. Uh, I'm with Rob. I agree. I, I don't believe in ghosts, actually. I just think they're cool. Yeah. All right. Guys, anything I else? I ain't, af- ain't afraid of no ghosts. Anything else on minute 169? Uh, I have one final question. Okay. Duff. Yeah. Do you believe in this ghost ship? Mm, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Follow up. Would you like to hear the poem someone wrote about it? Oh. It's brief. Absolutely. Too proud, too proud, what a press she bore. Royal and all her royals wore. Sharp with her, shortened sail. Too late, lost, gone with the gale. (laughs) (laughs) Too late, Sounds like a night with Duff. Yeah, it's the story of our podcast. Sounds like a good limerick. Man. All right, listeners, you should go visit us for real when we have a rap party. Uh, in Madison on September 2nd. I should remember this date, guys. I'm pretty sure it's September mm-hmm. 2nd. It is the Sunday before Labor Day. It is absolutely on September 2nd at 7 p.m. You can find out more at titanicminute.com slash event. It's free. We're going to uh, have a party and hopefully a live show. Listen, this is, all, this is all shipshot. We don't really know what's happening here. But I have a room and a space, and there's going to be alcohol you can buy. And it's free to attend. So that all sounds good. And we're going to have raffle. raffle prizes. Raffle prizes. So far, we have for raffle prizes. We have uh, the Titanic. Don't say it. No, no. We've talked Don't about s- that. The not, not the, I want to keep the rest of them a secret. Okay. And we will sign anything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 170. <laughs> Thank you.